invite you to turn in your Bibles tonight to Genesis chapter 21. In light of our last Sunday evening service, uh, we just sang a song, and uh, I say that somewhat indefinitely. Uh, the reason I say indefinitely is not indefinitely like the time that we're going to be singing it next week, but because we're going to be singing it through our Bibles. very, very exciting. So uh, we are going to have a service coming up July 2nd. Uh, the July 2nd service will be a Vision Mission Sunday. We're going to be sharing uh, our one year, two year, five year, and my hope is that we don't just get to share it Notwithstanding that the Lord gives us vision to where we believe we're going, uh, we're going to be raising money to go to be the Vision Mission Sunday. Set it down, set it down in your thoughts and minds that we can all understand what we're talking about when we talk about vision. following Sabbath day, so next week is Sabbath day, we'll be here, there will be no evening service, and, uh, and then we will be in the upper gym through the summer, so you'll get a lay of hand, you'll get a little time, we'll have you to do a little video walkthrough of Nathan's car, so you can get there, and uh, that way you'll get to be in the know, and uh, we'll have our summer of services, and uh, we, we were Thank you. 
kind of decisions that you make in your life. So that so much so that he does not even need to worry about anything that is under the care of Joseph. Joseph is a good steward. This is not an inquiry that we want to know. What do you think he did when he got to Egypt and spent three years in Egypt? Kind of an honest example for us. Be mindful of it as you aspire to be controlled while there in Egypt. Be mindful of who you are choosing to govern your life for good. Pharaoh had to deal probably with Joseph in some way. So wine steward and baker are both in prison now, and Joseph comes in and note when he stares, he sees that the countenance has changed. He's observant. He is relational. He sees that there's sorrow, there's sadness, and so he inquires of this guy, why, why so downcast? Why so, why are you so sad? Why are we sad? He sees, and there's no interpreter, it's Joseph who says, of his own dreams, right? He had three dreams. God gives him the interpretation. He probably has cause to be very sorrowful because he's had a dream of his father and his family and all this else. But he sees that In my dream also, it was just kind of a funny statement while he says it was like he sees that the interpretation is coming. He's like, I was in my dream also. Don't misunderstand me. He says, Yeah, your dream was just a dream. Three years of dream was fulfilled. Three days also passed, and three days passed. Well, it's like uh, Pharaoh's head's going to be lifted up, and your head's going to be lifted up. And your body's going to be lifted up. Well, three days passed. Suddenly there came out of the river seven cows lying listless at the feet. And they fed in the meadow. And behold, seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the river. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate 
Exodus that we find looking and sat down to Pharaoh away. He slept, and he dreamed a second time, and suddenly seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, and, and good, and reserved for him. his spirit was troubled, and he said, and he called all the magicians of Egypt, and all its wise men, and Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was no one who could interpret Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my son, this dream. When Pharaoh was angry with the magicians, they put me in
said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I stood on the bank of the river. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking and fat. And they fed in the meadow. And behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and fat, such ugliness as I had never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the food of the seven, the fat cows. When they had eaten them up, no one would have made that they had eaten them, for they were just giving, this is the dream I had, and you now have more information about the dream. This was really bad. The ugly and gaunt cows consumed the other fat cows, but you would never know that the fat cows had been consumed because the ugly, gaunt cows looked as they did in the beginning. Terrible. Also, 
I saw in my dream, and suddenly seven heads came up on one side, full of good. Then behold, seven heads withered, thin, and blighted by the east wind sprang up after them, and the thin heads devoured the seven good heads. So I told this to the magicians, but there was none no one who could explain the mystery. Therefore said the Lord, you shall go over the land and offer the sacrifice. I just love that. He is just thrilled that he is interested in this sacrifice. Bearing witness, he knows the truth of the resurrection wants to know it. He sees. Now, this is the kind of dream he's had, right? He's had this dream. He saw the sun and the moon and the stars, and he saw the seas bowing down. They were enumerated, and he sees, and he understands, because he had two dreams that were similar, so there are oneness in that dream, and he sees immediately the Spirit of God descending, and he is the first, and he is going to make it very clear what's going on when God shows up in the dream of Jesus Christ. He said, thus is said, verse 25, motivator to move. And here's the thing. If we say to ourselves, I believe the promises of God. I believe what the Word of God says. Do you believe that the Spirit of God will show us things to come? Yes. That should prompt us to say, I must get alone with God. I must have my time in the closet. When I pray, I go into the closet, close my door behind me, and I speak to the Father who is in the secret place. And the Father who sees me in the secret place will reward me. Part of that reward, he's going to show us things to come. Man, that motivates me. Do you want to know what encounter you're going to have tomorrow? I do. Samuel the prophet, the Spirit of God, spoke into his ear and said, Tomorrow, about this time, you're going to meet a man. I'm sending him your way. And this is how you'll know. Boop, 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 boop. And he just lays the whole thing out. He didn't say, 10 years from today, something magnanimous is going to happen. Are you looking for it? No. He gave absolute detail. This is what you're going to see. Then on the day, the day, when it's all in place, he says, that's the man I spoke to you yesterday. 
everything about. And he says, this is what it is now. Boom, 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 boom. And he tells him exactly what to tell Saul. I mean, in time, on time, stuff of today. That's what the Spirit of God will do in our lives. In our lives. Because, oh, I bet I know what God's going to do. No, because I want to be in the Spirit. And I want to experience that kind of stuff. I want to live in a life of adventure and glory. See, I mean, what happened tonight in prayer, the Spirit of God prompting and praying, and my wife and I crying out based on a promise that He gave us 30 years ago, and then to see exactly how we prayed transpired, come on, that is like... Let's go. That's what God does. And it ties me up. I'm like, let's go. And so I see this stuff. God, you just, you know the future. And God has shown Pharaoh what is about to take place. He's demonstrating that he's, he's done this. But Psalm 68, uh, Christ's third nation sang this as a worship song. Summon your powers, O God. Show us your strength as you have done before. As you have done before. Yeah. God has already done it. Listen, if God's done it, we know he can do it. That means he can do it for you and I. He'll show us what's going to come. Both in our life and perhaps for loved ones in our lives. I had a dream Friday morning. Friday morning, I had the most unusual dream. And I remembered the dream and as if I was in the dream right now. Bizarre stuff happening in my dream. And I know the five people that were in the dream, and they're all gone. And it's so weird who was in this dream. Absolutely weird. I told him the dream in full detail. He looked at me and he said, that they they didn't mention him by name, but the story revolving around one person's life told was about that person. That was in my dream. And I thought, all right, Lord, there's probably something to this. So I just said, Father, I don't have anything. I have no, I've asked God for an interpretation too. The dream is so just like all over the place. But there are two things happening in it. I'm just saying, I don't know what it is, but I'm believing God is trying to speak because if I remember detail like I remember the detail, it's like Pharaoh remembered that. There's more detail here. In fact, when they got eaten, he couldn't tell. And I'm like, all right, Lord, what about this stuff? Because I believe that you want to show me what's up with this. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is. 
Therefore, let those select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Judah. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land and put the money in the treasury.
Jesus, to those who see you like those believers in the first century, would would it be said of us, that group is a group where the Spirit of God is in their midst. The Spirit of God is in their midst. I, I would submit to you today that I believe the testimonies that are forthcoming in the Lord are is to testify to the very nature that the Spirit of God is in our midst. The Spirit of God is in our midst. It's not something that we simply say and have wishful thinking about. No, there's definitiveness. We know that we know because God is moving and God is answering. And there are definitive things that are transpiring. These things will, these signs, these gifts will follow them that believe. We will see the expulsion of demons. We will see people healed. We will see prodigals come home. And I believe we're seeing that. And I believe we're about to see more. Because the Spirit of God is in our midst. And while we pray and while we seek the Lord, I believe He is going to begin to show us so that we will know when a man is demonized or a woman is demonized because we will have seen it in advance and God will prepare our hearts and we'll begin to fast and we'll begin to pray so that when they come in our midst and we see them come in that their demons will be excised and they will be in a place to receive the Lord and be put in the right mind. It's first century kinds of stuff. The church, as the church should be, moving. In Him we live and move and have our being. There is a battle that goes forth as believers. So, therein is the testimony to the outside looking in. Here is a man in whom the Spirit of God is. My prayer for all of us is that would be the testimony of those who are on the outside. I talked to a young man this morning, Preston. He says, I'm a little bit worried. And I said, why would you be worried? What is it about this testimony? I said, is it not God who said, I am the cure? Is it not God who said, I will defend you? Is it not God who said all of these things? Is it not God who says, I will be with you, lo, even unto the ends of the earth? Is it not God who said, I have given you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and all of the power of the evil one, nothing shall harm you? I said, fear not. You are a majority, and you are standing in the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. I can't remember the story in its entirety of many years ago. A Christ follower had a young person. All he had was in the name of Jesus. Here's the thing. God takes time. I mean, if he allows it, it would take a lot of time. Hallelujah. Because everybody's sitting here. Everybody. Understand this real quickly. Hebrews tells us it is appointed man to face death once. And then he dies. It doesn't just do what what it did before. It is it is appointed for man to die once, then face judgment. Everyone sitting in this room, you have an appointment, and the appointment that you have, you will not be early and you will not be late. 
You will not be early and you will not be late. So if it's your time, it's your time. Thanks be to God. The call for us is to be ready. said to the young man who bore his own car, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. I love that he calls them the garrison. He says, they are not the people of God who are in Christ Jesus. We're not. We're the people of covenant. The God of the universe has made covenant with us. They're uncircumcised. We are just, these guys are against the army of God. It's like David going down in the valley against Goliath. He says, you come against me with sword spear and shield. You are of an uncircumcised Philistine. I come against you in the name of the God of Israel. The God of Israel who puts a stone in you. Breathe a string. And you just imagine him tapping his belly and It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing withstands the Lord.
said, um, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, said to him, they said, do all that is in your heart. Go then. Here I am with you, according to your heart. And Jonathan, Jonathan said, very well. Let us cross over to these men and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, wait until we come to you, then we'll stand still in our place and not go up to them. But if they say thus, come up to us, then we will go up. For the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this will be the sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistines and Philistines. And the Philistines said, Look, these are the men out of the Philistines. And they said, Let's go to them. Then the men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us, and we'll show you something. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. with his armor bearer out again, and they and they fell before Jonathan as they came. And as he came after them, his armor bearer killed them. Here's the idea. Jonathan is high above all of that stuff. He knows what's going on. He might not be liking it. He's been following that armor bearer stuff out here for a while now, no doubt. But they take off and they completely make a beeline for the enemy camp and say, and come back to us so that we are not Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as he inquires of you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only Ichabod shall be saved. Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh took the signet ring off his finger and put it on his
Thank you. 